Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of the Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you doing out there today? You know, I want to remind you that the Autumn Miles Show right here is listener supported. That's right. We take your money and we put it to good use. You know, if this show has ministered to you at all in any way, if uh, you know, wh- whatever it is, if it's a quarter, we'll take it. 50 cents, we'll take it. $500,000, we'll take that too. <laughs> you can get on our website, uh, autumnmiles.com, click the donate button. And if it, you're a $500,000 giver, well, I'm just going to come to your house and just give you a big old hug. We are listener supported, which means we need, we need you if God has blessed you. How's that for a shout out and a shameless beg for money? We have something amazing that we are going to talk about today. I honestly took my entire staff through what I am getting ready to share with you. I I had a staff retreat here uh, very recently. And, you know, it was kind of one of those things where when you share with your staff, it's different than sharing from a stage. It's different from sharing even on the radio, you know, whatever, whatever. It is something that you want to pour into them. And and I told the Lord before I was going to share with them on Sunday. Listen, I don't I don't know what it is that you specifically want them to hear. God is good. 5 a.m. in the morning, he woke me up and man, it started flowing. And honestly, you know, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, it's good for everybody. It was good for me and I believe it's going to be good for you. So we are going to talk about Christ, Christ over Christian culture. That is what we're going to talk uh, uh, to you about today. I also want to encourage you to head on over to our uh, our social media pages, Facebook specifically, Autumn Miles. Check me out there. We have a huge team of people that pray every time that there's a request. Listen, we pray for, for our requests. Uh, we get a lot of them, but we pray for every single one of them. We also um, love to hear what do you think about the show? What do you uh, want to hear from the show? What do you want to hear me talk about? We had a, we had we've had several requests of things, um, just requests that that the person wanted me to talk about. People, who do you want to hear on the show? Um, I would love for you to check us out on Facebook. Autumn Miles is what you would search up. You'll see my bright, bright fluorescent blonde hair, and click like, and then let's just start a conversation. Christ over Christian culture. That is where we're going today. I have, I, I as I was, um, you know, talking with the Lord uh, the other morning about sharing this specific thing it is so heavy on my heart because in our Christian culture and we're engaging culture here, we're engaging culture with bold truth. I'm a bold truth girl. I believe we need bold voices in our, uh, in our Christian culture to speak out. Um, but I sort of realized this trend that is taking place in a lot of different Christian circles and churches. It's in ministries. It's in groups. And I really want to fight some of these mentalities that we are. I've got several things to talk about today. First of all, we want the promise of God. This is the first one without the weight. 
We want the promise of God without the way. I cannot tell you how many times we're big on promises. We talk about promises. We talk about how, you know, God promised me I'm going to be married. God promised me I'm going to have children. God promised me I'm going to this. But we don't want to wait. We want the promise. But we we aren't patient enough to sit back. And wait, if God gives us a promise, I want you, I want you to hear what I'm saying here. The very fact that God has given you a promise or let you know something about your future ahead of time is gift enough in itself. When God tells us, I remember the day that I really felt from his word and his spirit, which never contradict each other guys his word is never going to contradict his spirit p.s by the way i get that question a lot when the lord spoke to me and said i want you to do a ministry it was in 2003 that ministry did not materialize until 2010 i had to wait 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 god told me from his word via habakkuk 2 though it tarries wait for it It will come. It will not delay. Though it tarries, wait for it. We want the promise of God. But as soon as we get the promise, as soon as we get the word from the Lord, if it tarries two weeks, three weeks, God forbid a month, we start freaking out and we start complaining about the God who gave us the promise ahead of time. The promise by definition is something given in advance. We want the promise, but we don't want to wait. I'm here to tell you that if you have a promise, there will 100% of the time be a waiting period. That waiting period needs to be, uh, you, you need to accept the waiting period in terms of the promise. I'm sorry it's hard. I'm sorry it's long, but the promise is gift enough for you to be able to be patient enough to wait And to see when God chooses to materialize that promise. We want in our Christian culture, the promise without the wait. I know that's stinging someone today. I love you. But knowing in advance that God has given you a promise is a privilege. It's a privilege. Praise God that you have something to cling on to. That maybe someone else doesn't at this moment. Now, our Bible is full of promises that we can claim in Jesus name. I'm talking about a specific promise, something very specific that the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you. Maybe, you know, maybe a marriage, maybe children, maybe a a career change. I don't know what it is. Um, That that thing, you cling to that and don't complain about it when it doesn't come in your time. Trust that the God that gave you the promise is the God that will see the promise come to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to go to uh, Genesis 12 here uh, for uh, one through th- one through three. Now the Lord said to Abraham, go forth from your country, from your relatives, from your father's house to a land, which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. Not you are a great nation right now. Congratulations. I will make. I will bless you and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing and I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And in your families of the earth and in you, all the families of the earth, 
will be blessed. So Abraham went forth. That promise was given a long time before Isaac was ever born. It was a privilege to know that God had secured something so great for Abraham. And when God has secured something and told you something so great, be patient to wait until it happens. Wait expectantly. Don't wait discouraged. Don't wait complaining. God doesn't honor that. Wait expectantly that at any second, when God sees fit, that is coming. It is a privilege to know in advance a promise that awaits you, the fulfillment of the promise that awaits you. That's the first thing that we do. We want the promise without the wait. Buckle up, buttercup. Here's another one. We want a stage without stewardship. I have seen this, especially working with uh, young young women and, and young men, uh, but I have seen this so many times, it kind of makes me want to throw up. I'm just going to be honest with you. I want a stage, um, but I don't, I, I don't want to steward the small things. We are in a world where it's like, you know what? Hello. Hello. Here's this huge stage. Here's this huge um, uh, opportunity. I'm watching my favorite Christian celebrity do X, Y, Z. I want to be that, but we, we want this stage. We want to be out in front. Um, We want to be on the stage, maybe at your church. We want to be the leader of whatever. We want to lead the women's ministry, but we don't want to steward small things. I cannot tell you how many, especially young, young people will come up to me and say, God wants me to be a, and name a, a Christian celebrity. But so I'm waiting for that big opportunity and I, I declined speaking at a small group of, of three women the other night because God told me I was going to be this. We have got it all wrong. What does God tell us in um, Matthew 25 about the parable of the talents? There was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recap it just uh, because of time. Um, there, was, there was a man who went on a journey and called us slaves. He entrusted them with his possessions. One, he gave five talents. Another two and another one. Now the one with five talents, he went away. He brought back five talents. The one with two, he went away, brought back two talents. They were good and faithful servants. The one with one talent, he went and he took his talent that the master entrusted him with and he hid it in the ground. And when the master came back, the master looked at him and said, you wicked and evil slave. And he actually gave the talent to the one that had the most talents. If you want anything great, you have to steward the small. He says, uh, his master said to him, I'm going to read this. I was afraid is what the slave said and went away and hid your talent in the ground and see You have what is yours. But the master answered and said to him, you wicked, lazy slave. You knew I reap where I did not sow and gathered where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in a bank. And on my arrival, I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from the one and give it to the one who has the 10 talents. For to who everyone who has more, more shall be given. And he who has an abundance and he will have an abundance, but from the one who does not have even what he does have shall be taken away, throw it out worth a slave into the outer darkness in that place. There will be weeping and gnashing your teeth. I mean, that's pretty hardcore, but this is the premise of what I'm trying to say. If we steward the one talent, 
and we grow it to two talents and we grow it to three talents and we grow it to four talents. God will put us in charge of more. We have to steward the opportunity that he gives us. Well, odds are you're not going to be called with some big stage. The second God says you're going to be uh, this leader of this huge ministry or this leader of this huge corporation or, or whatever it is, you have to start small. And when you when you successfully steward small things, he will give you more. It is a process. Our Christian culture wants the stage without stewardship. Why? Because the stewardship is work. What does he say to the one who like rejects? He just rejected stewarding that one talent. He says, you're wicked. You're a wicked and evil slave. I mean, I love you out there, but I'm reading straight from the Bible. The ones who steward the talents well, they were rewarded. Big stages don't come without trusted leadership. That is anti God's way anti the third thing. Now I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is a little bit gangster on you guys today, but this is just, this is on my heart. And honestly, God gave it to me from my own team. And, um, this is the third thing we want revelation without study. I feel like we have, um, sort of been bowing down to the idol of even revelation. Give me a word. Speak to me a word. Encourage me immediately. Um, we get on and we we hear these these fifteen second sound bites from these amazing men and women of God. We'll see a post and it has something that we need right in the moment. But it's almost like we are surviving sound bite to sound bite, image to image. Um, you know, Facebook post to twit to, to tweet. Um, we are surviving on that spiritually. We want revelation without the study. You can have a revelation any day of the week, 24-7, 365, if you do the work to dig in the scriptures of God that promise not to return to him void. You can speak to God without social media. You can do it. We are obsessed. I, I see us bowing down to this I need a revelation. I need a word. I need a whatever. And God bless um, those men and women that are putting that stuff out there. I do it myself on all of my stuff. But I want to encourage you to find your revelation for yourself because the revelation that God gives you for yourself is going to be greater. It's going to be stronger. It's going to give you more courage. It's going to challenge you. Um, If you are digging for it for yourself, doing that work. It's going to change you. It's going to change you in an amazing way. We are, I wrote this down. We are revelation obsessed and not a steward of the one who brings the revelation. I want a student of the one who brings the revelation. Study the great revelator, the Lord. Become intimate with him, not intimate with someone's social media feed. Become intimate with him. Find your own revelations from the deep pages of the life-giving word of God. I've said this so many times. Uh, We're biblically illiterate, illiterate in our Christian culture today. We need to get back to digging 
deep into God's word and finding things for ourselves, not being spoon fed. Now, I love um, I love all the pastors out there. By the way, thank you for all the work that you put in on a regular basis. Um, I, I I love my pastors at my church. Um, they're they're amazing. By the way, check them out. ShorelineCity.com is my church. Um, but those guys and th- th- those those men and women are not God. God wants to meet with you on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're bringing the word. But you need to sustain your own spiritual life. We want revelation without study. Being a fault, we want to, this is another one. I know this is super convicting to you guys today. We want a following without being a follower. It's interesting to me as I was sort of studying and I know that there's, you know, people had disciples and stuff like that, but the main one highlighted that I can see um, in scripture, the main guy that even was talked about having any sort of a following was John the Baptist. And I thought, I thought it was really interesting um, as I was, as God gave me this point, we want to follow following without being a follower. We want people to follow us, but are we truly listening and following the name of Jesus? Now, some of you guys are, and you guys are like, yes, I am doing that. And maybe God has given you a small following because you are pointing, um, those people back to Jesus. I know in my case, every post I do is about the Lord uh, pretty much because unless you're on my Instagram and I talk a lot about my kids. Um, but I think we want a following. We want friends. We want a huge group of people. We we want to minister. We want to influence. But are we the follower of Christ that is even close to even being worthy of having any sort of a following? The ones that God gives um, influence to are the ones that continually point him back to them, just like he did to John the Baptist. It says John 1 says, there was a man, there came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all may believe through him. He was not light, but he came to testify about the light. So here we have John the Baptist who was continuing. That was his whole purpose was to testify about Jesus. His whole ministry was wrapped around telling people, listen, there is one that is coming. That is greater than me. There is one that is coming. He is coming. He paved the way for Jesus. And and let me just ask you if you are doing that. Do you want this huge following, but you're not truly entrenched in the pages of God's word? You're not in prayer. You're not begging the Lord to um, change your life, to grow you inwardly before you take your ministry outwardly. Are you more obsessed with the followers, the friends, the likes, the shares, the whatever, whatever, than you are um, of Jesus? We want a following, but we don't want to be a follower. Bible says if, 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 if I be lifted up, I'll, I'll bring men, draw men to myself. If Jesus is lifted up, he'll draw men to himself. Don't be like that. You are not light. You are here to testify about the light. He's the one that changes lives. You may see some, say something smart, but it ain't going to be as smart as the Holy Spirit gripping a life and changing him. 
We want the answer to prayer without asking. I love this one. I don't have very much time, so I'm just going to tell you about it. It's found in Luke 18 about the unjust judge. And there was a woman that came to him and she was asking him to hear her, her, her problem. And, um, she kept coming. She kept coming. She kept coming. She kept coming. And finally, the unjust judge, the unrighteous judge says, I'm going to hear her case and I'm going to answer her. Otherwise she's going to wear me out. So I'm going to I'm going to answer what she wants because she keeps coming faithfully. She keeps coming and asking me. And, and Jesus makes the point. How much more will I answer your prayers when you keep coming to me faithfully? I want to say we want the answer to prayer, but we don't take time for prayer. I cannot tell you how many people have, have reached out to me on a regular basis and said, please pray for me about X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And I'll say, well, well, have you prayed? Well, no, I need you to pray for me. What? How are my prayers different from yours? They're not. We want the answer without asking. We want something easily given to us without pouring out our hearts to King Jesus. If you have a prayer request today, get on your face before the Lord and request it. Ask it of him. He is the righteous, the just judge that will answer when you bring him a request. Um, over and over and over and over again. The most, the thing that probably has grown my faith the most is me asking and asking and asking. And then it might take a little bit of time, but God giving me the exact perfect, almost to the letter thing that I was asking for. In our Christian culture, we want the answer, answer to prayer without praying. The next one is we want the breakthrough without the break down. John 15 says, I am the vine. You are the branches. Any branch that doesn't bear fruit. I'm, I'm just because of time. I'm, I'm summarizing this. Any branch that does not bear fruit, he takes away every branch that bears fruit. He prunes so that it may bear more fruit. We want the breakthrough. I want to break through. I want to, I want um, power. I want to have, uh, you know, wisdom in my circumstance, but I don't want to break down. I don't want the trial. I don't want you to come against me. I don't want to have to deal with anything. I don't want to break down. I don't want to be pruned, but I do want the wisdom. Well, that's not how the world, uh, the Lord works. He prunes us back so we can get to a place where we can see him as the vine. We're not the vine. He's the vine. We're the branch. He prunes us back to a place where, where we must have the vine's nourishment in order to go on. And then he grows us back and he makes us even more fruitful. We want the breakthrough. We worship the breakthrough, but we don't want the breakdown. Let me encourage you here in this moment, if this is you and you're sort of fighting, working through something that God is trying to do in you, take the time to surrender. Those moments where I felt like everything was coming against me and I simply just took a moment and say, I give it to you, Lord. I give it to you. What are you trying to tell me? Those are the moments where God comes in and he does something inside of me that never would have happened without my surrender. We want the breakthrough without the breakdown. That's a principle. He's got to prune us to grow us, prune us to grow, prune us to grow. I'm going to skip down just uh, because of time. We want to be liked over doing what's right. 
Saul dishonored God. And you can look this up in 1 Samuel 15. Saul lost the respect of the Lord. The Lord actually said, I regret that I made him king because he listened to the voice of the people and he didn't follow the command of the Lord. I'm telling you what, I would rather stand on the side of right alone with God than stand on the side of wrong in a crowd. And that's what Saul did. He stood on the side of wrong because he disobeyed God with a crowd. He had a crowd. He did exactly what the crowd wanted. But he sacrificed the favor of the Lord. We want to be liked. And we sometimes will take that over being right. I've, I've been um, hit with several uh, situations in people's lives uh, the last few weeks where they had to stand alone. Sometimes you have to stand alone. Sometimes you have to stand up to your friends. You have to even stand up to your church community. You have to stand up, God bless it, to your own even children and say, this is what's right. As for me and my house, we are going to follow the Lord. Sometimes you have to stand alone, especially in our culture today, and not be liked in order to keep the favor of the Lord. Last one, we want abundance over giving. We want someone to give to us, but we're not really giving what we could give. I challenge you to change that um, mindset. If that is you don't be a hoarder of, of words and revelation and um, money and, and stuff, give it away and see what God will do with you. I have some, um, you can go to first Kings 17, 14 to look at that. Also Proverbs eleven twenty four. I love you guys today. I know this was convicting. I talked really, really fast. I had a lot of stuff to get to, but really think about the things that I said and make the needed adjustments because we need to represent Christ well in our Christian culture. Love you guys. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on the Autumn Mile Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.